Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey there, and welcome to She. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for hanging out with me. And if it's not your first time tuning in, welcome back. I'm so thankful to have you. Today, I want to talk about this, I feel like, conflict that can sometimes come up. Or maybe it's not like so much of an external conflict as it is an internal conflict. But I want to talk about where modern medicine, like taking medications and treatment and things like that, fits into a more holistic lifestyle. Um, when you start to kind of learn things, you can't unlearn them. <laughs> when you start to learn things about the medical systems and things like that, it can be really eye-opening. And when you begin to live a little bit more holistically, when you start to live a more natural lifestyle, I think it can be easy to start to demonize or you know focus on all the negatives of modern medicine. Or on the flip side, if you are very much in the modern medicine world, it can be really easy to look at any more alternative, you know, natural measures or modalities as complete quackery. And so I think this is an important discussion to have because it's something I've wrestled my way through over the last few years in my journey. And I feel like I finally come to this place of like, I don't even know if it's like I've arrived, but I feel like I'm at a healthier place with it all. So I'm going to share a little bit of that story, but also we're going to talk through like whether or not these things can, you know, coexist or if they're as as mutually exclusive as they seem at times. And we're going to talk through like what might be a healthy way to look at this. So buckle up. This might be a little bit of a spicy one, but I think it's an important conversation to have. So we're going to talk all about how modern medicine and holistic living work together, if at all. Are they mutually exclusive? All the big questions. So let's do it. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Okay, so the first question is, am I against modern medicine or treating a problem with medication? No, not necessarily. Am I against the use of medication as a band-aid without trying to tackle the root cause or practice prevention instead of relying just on treatment when there's a breakdown happening in the body? Yes. But do we need to live in extremes? Do we need to be all modern medicine or all holistic living and that's that? Absolutely not. And in fact, I think that's kind of toxic. I think that's where we can get really stuck. So often, I think those in the more natural living, holistic healing space demonize modern medicine, perhaps because they've been burned by it, perhaps because they've had a bad experience with it, you know, whatever. But regardless, I think a lot of times those in this community or in this space tend to demonize modern medicine. And that's all fine and dandy until they have an acute problem that needs treatment, you know, in order to be resolved. 
On the same token, if someone in the holistic community needs to take a medication, there's almost like a weird guilt or shame around it. Like you're siding with the enemy, you know, it's like so weird. And on the flip side, I think those in the modern medicine world tend to see anyone who prioritizes the healing properties of food and sunlight and natural remedies as quacks, right? These are the people who put their full trust in the medical establishment, the medical systems, big pharma, et cetera, and say things like, well, as a medical professional, and then proceed to correct or completely minimize an alternative perspective on, you know, like healing modalities or natural remedies, things like that, because they've only been trained in one way. So to them, that's absolutely quackery. It makes no sense. It's not okay, right? But what if it could be both? What if there's a blend and perhaps even a healthy blend that exists? This is really what I want to explore. And I want to explore it because there's been a time I feel like I've been on both sides of the spectrum. There was a time that I just kind of blindly trusted any medical professional because they had letters by their name and they, in air quotes, knew more than me. But then when doctors began to dismiss me or you know, gaslight me or when medicine felt like it totally failed me at different times, I began to realize that while yes, consulting the help of a professional can be a wise and good thing to do, at the end of the day, no one knows my body better than I do. And no one is going to be a a health advocate for me more than I will, right? So like, it's not that they aren't professionals. It's not that we shouldn't respect people who have, you know, doctors and experts and things like that. But at the same time, to put your full hope and trust in a fallen human being, even if they have letters behind their name, I think can be just as harmful, you know, as not trusting them at all ever, you know? So anyway, all that said, there was a time where I just kind of assumed like, well, if they're a doctor, they must be right, right? Like earlier in my life. But then as I went on and started on my healing journey through recurrent pregnancy loss, I started to ask some questions that I had never really asked before about big pharma and some of the things the medical system just does or suggests or even seems to push on people that I never really questioned before. So for example, birth control being given out like candy to women. And as I started to like dig more and get more into the holistic community and understand like how medications affect our body and the potential downsides of things like that. And, you know, I had never really felt like I got a clear explanation of, no, there's downsides to this too. You know, I felt like kind of gypped by the medical system. I'm like, they make this seem like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And so many women are just popping it like candy, not even realizing what downsides it has and what effects it could be having on their body. Like what the heck? And I started to get angry and I felt lied to. And maybe you've had a similar experience like that. And so all that said, you know, I think that coupled with just as I started to pull back more and more layers and just the timing of everything, you know, I think I wanted someone or something to blame for the losses my body was experiencing. And I think a part of me blamed big pharma. You know, I wanted to say, oh, it's because I had X, Y, and Z shot as a kid, or it's because I had, you know, I took birth control for 10 months or whatever. And there's possibilities those things could have affected my body negatively. Obviously, I'll never know that. But I think it can be really easy as a naturally minded person to like draw that correlation and immediately see like correlation equals causation when that's not always the case. So I'm not claiming that that's the case by any means. But when you're angry and you're looking for someone to blame, it's easy to be like, big pharma's the bad guy, 100%, you know. And I wouldn't necessarily say they're the good guy. But at the same time, I can I kind of jumped into that extreme because I was angry, right? And at the time, this was also kind of at the height of COVID and all that was happening with that. And I think my trust in a lot of the system was really coming into question for the first time in some serious ways, or at least it was causing me to have a lot of big questions. So all that said, for a while there, I kind of like shifted gears and I felt like I was so against anything modern medicine wise. I wanted nothing to do with big pharma. I wanted nothing to do with the medical system because it was their fault, right? And I was just mad. 
And so, I mean, there was even a point where like I was seeing a more naturally minded doctor and I had some thyroid issues and we were doing a lot to support it from like a both, both a food and a lifestyle perspective. But I asked her, I was like, can I heal this with food and lifestyle? She's like, yes, but you really can't like make many compromises and you're going to have to, like, it's going to take several years most likely. So like, do you want to wait that long? And she's like, or, you know, you can do all the food and lifestyle stuff that will help heal and support your thyroid and then support that with a more like naturally desiccated treatment option, but that's still like a medication so that you're kind of getting the best of both worlds and able to get to a healthier place faster. So anyway, I had to kind of like process that because I was just struggling. Like I didn't even want to take something that was more of a natural thyroid treatment because even though it would have really helped me and I ended up eventually doing it, but even though I knew it was going to help me in my healing journey, I think I was just so down the rabbit hole of natural living at that point that I looked at any medical treatment as the monster, as the enemy. And I think that can be really easy. Like as you learn things, sometimes it can be really easy to do that, right? So all of that said, it was like kind of a wrestling for me trying to figure out like, okay, well, what does treatment of issues look like? How do I do this? And obviously wanted to prioritize more natural ways of doing things, like knowing my body is designed to be able to heal itself, right? Like I 100% believe that. But also there is a time and a place for modern medicine. And I think I've had to kind of come to that. And I especially came to that when after several losses and even something, some that like after having like done a ton of work to heal my body naturally and cut out all the inflammatory stuff and do all the things that the holistic community says will like improve your reproductive health or whatever. Like after having done that and then still going through loss, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like something is still missing. And it wasn't until I saw a super specialist is what I call it, because there's only a handful of them in the country called a reproductive immunologist, which I had never heard of until like well into my journey. It wasn't until I saw them and we did some more digging and found that a primary root issue behind why I was having so many losses wasn't just because, you know, oh, maybe my hormones were off or like maybe my thyroid was off. Those things I certainly like had to address and it was important for me to heal them. But the reality was I had a unique case where it wasn't because I had bad, bad eggs. I was like 26. My eggs were fine. It wasn't because, you know, my hormones were super off. They weren't ideal, but like we corrected those and then I was still having issues. So I was like, okay. So a lot of the stuff that I think we tend to assume is the reason, and often for some people is, it wasn't like fixing the problem for me, right? And then I saw this reproductive immunologist, and I won't get into like all the details, but basically I learned that there were two core issues happening for me that no amount of holistic living, sunlight, healing food, et cetera, was going to heal anytime soon. The two main issues were I had genetic mutations that were causing blood clotting, multiple of them, not just one. So that increased my risk of blood clotting. That's a genetic mutation. Okay. Not something like I know that you can like turn off and on how genes express themselves, but wait till I explain this because this will make more sense. So I had multiple clotting factors due to genetic mutations, not just like the fact that I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle or something. And I also had various immune issues, meaning my immune system was somehow dysfunctioning And the way I, this is how I describe it to people, because I'm like, this is my understanding. If you think of the immune system functioning on a scale of one to 10, and one is like totally normal immune function, and 10 is like full-blown autoimmune disease, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, et cetera. I was testing negative for all of those autoimmune diseases. So I was told by a lot of like just standard doctors, like you're fine, you don't have an immune issue. But then I had like these different markers, like my ANA test and a few other like specific markers that they check. Those were out of whack. So it was like confusing because it was like contradicting information, but no one knew what to do with it. So then when I went to this guy and he ran a lot more 
immune tests, especially as they pertain to pregnancy and reproductive health, we found that if you look at that scale, a one is like perfect immune function, functioning just as it should during pregnancy, and a 10 is like full-blown autoimmune. I was like in the middle. I was like a five. So I wasn't getting an autoimmune diagnosis necessarily and then being treated for autoimmune issues, which can cause problems in pregnancy, right? But at the same time, I needed immune, I needed like my immune system to be addressed. So anyway, all of that said, what I kind of found was, and I and I asked this reproductive immunologist, I was like, well, I've been doing a lot of like healing work and stuff. Like, can't you put autoimmune tendencies in your body, like autoimmune diseases into remission? And basically the long and short of that whole discussion and research that I've done on that is, yes, you can put an autoimmune disease into remission with food and lifestyle. Yes, you can minimize the symptoms that come with it. But here's the tricky part in my case, especially when it comes to the context that I was running into. When there's a massive trigger in your body, it's going to cause things to flare up. So a pregnancy is a massive trigger in your body. So you can be eating as anti-inflammatory as you want. You can get your antibodies to come down. Like I had very mildly elevated thyroid antibodies that we had found a few years ago and we had gotten this to come down. So I thought, oh, it's solved. Like it's healed. It's great, right? But the second there's a trigger in your body, like your whole system is going to flare up and do wonky things. So what I came to this realization of is ultimately like, okay, I am at a crossroads here because my hippy dippy natural living want to do everything just by like dirt and sunlight self, you know, was struggling with the reality of like, I don't necessarily know what caused this. I have some guesses, but I won't get into that. But regardless, like the two core issues that are putting my pregnancies at the biggest risk are not that I need to improve my egg quality. I've like lived a very healthy life. I'm prioritizing that. Those are that's being taken care of. Okay, check. It's not that my hormones are crazy out of balance. Were they there for a bit? Yes. Did we work to support those and balance them? Yes. Okay, check. Like I kind of went down the list and what I realized is the two things that were remaining were things that no amount of like eating a certain way or doing holistic stuff was going to fix because it was a genetic mutation. And yes, I could put my immune system into a healthier state, but the second there was a trigger like a pregnancy, it was going to flare up again. Like that is so beyond my food and like eating and lifestyle control, right? Have you ever wanted to live a little bit more of a natural and holistic lifestyle for the sake of your well-being and your family's well-being, as well as to be a little bit more self-sustaining, but just felt really confused on where to start, especially if you can't just like up and move to a farm tomorrow? Look, when I first started my holistic wellness journey, I remember I felt so overwhelmed. There's so much information all over the internet nowadays, and it's so hard to discern and to know which brands are truly clean and how do I source food locally and where do I even begin with all this stuff, especially if I have a busy life and I live maybe in an apartment or a suburban life or I just don't have like goats in my backyard to go milk, you know, like how, how do I do this? And, um, it can be really overwhelming. So what I did is I wanted to take the guesswork out of it for you because I think one of the biggest things that holds so many of us back is not only the financial side of it and the worry that it's going to be more expensive, but also the time. Most of us don't have months or years to invest in researching and reading labels and figuring out how to do that and doing all this research on our own. So we just don't and we kind of get stuck. So what I wanted to do is create a quick start guide for you. And it's called the Lifestyle Overhaul Guide. It is a step-by-step quick start guide to living a more natural and sustainable life. And it is laid out in a step-by-step format. It covers everything from budgeting for these changes to really reducing stress and creating a more sustainable schedule and lifestyle in terms of your time to cleaning up the products in your home and reducing your toxin burden, how to really start with that and what to prioritize and how to do that in a budget-friendly way to sourcing more food locally, 
shortening your supply chain, being less reliant on the grocery store and big food systems, and starting to really use the resources in your local community. I'm giving you all the best resources on how to find those things, how to source those things, and how to get started right where you are. So if that sounds like something you need, you can tap the link in the show notes on this episode, or just go to jordanleedooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul to check out all the details and grab yourself a copy. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she.
it was this like very humbling moment for me to realize like, okay, this stinks because I mean, it's helpful to have answers and clarity finally after years. But at the same time, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, the reality is I'm probably going to have to treat this medically, you know, in order to even have a shot at carrying a pregnancy. And that was like the biggest mind blowing moment for me because I was like this whole time I've been so bad at medicine thinking that's the problem. And while it does have its fair share of problems, like this is kind of my last line of defense. Like I've done everything I can to prevent, to heal, et cetera, naturally. But now I'm at this point where like, I'm going to have to opt for treatment if I want to, you know, try to resolve this. And so all of that said, ultimately, I had to make peace with the fact that there is a time and a place for modern medicine and that in order to even have a shot at healing something or mitigating like the response of my immune system or whatever, I would need to be on some medications. And that doesn't mean relying on medications alone. And I think this is really where the blend comes in. You know, it's like take the medication to treat the acute problem in the short term, like the temporary issue where your immune system is attacking your pregnancies or whatever it might be for you, but support your body holistically with food and lifestyle as if you're not taking it, right? Like as if you're not utilizing that treatment plan, whether that's through minimizing toxins or eating nourishing foods or all of the above, like doing those things is only going to help your body in in the process regardless, right? So anyway, I wanted to share that story because it was just like such a moment for me, but it was such a, I think it was a good thing for me to realize like there's sometimes like a point where you will come to and it's like, okay, now this is the time and place for modern medicine to step in, right? Like, but I just don't think that, like, I don't think that prioritizing that as the first line of defense is the answer either. So it's not that you should avoid it at all costs, at least in my opinion. Like I had to kind of speak this to myself, like you don't have to avoid treatments in modern medicine at all costs as if they're the antichrist but you also don't necessarily want to rely on them as if they're your God, right? And so it's finding that like middle ground a little bit. So all of that said, if I had to boil down kind of my thoughts on this, the problems I see with modern medicine, especially as it's used in our Western culture, ultimately ultimately boils down to these two things. One, relying on treatment instead of using it as a supplemental measure in addition to a lifestyle that supports healing and health. Because if you're just taking the medication or the medicine, but then living a lifestyle that contributes to more breakdown is just going to eventually make things worse, that medicine is only going to be so effective and you're going to need more and more. And that's going to be hard on your body, right? It's just not sustainable. But unfortunately, I think this is how a lot of people live. They take the heart medication from their doctor, but then they eat and live in a way that's completely detrimental to their heart health and take away from the healing that that medication might be trying to provide or that, you know, whatever. So that kind of reliance on a medication is not wise nor good stewardship in my opinion. And I think that's where that cultural, just like normal, like looking at that as like a normal approach, I think that's where we get into trouble because we're just like causing more breakdown as we're like trying to take this medicine to like help with whatever breakdown's happening. So that's one big problem I see when it comes to an approach to modern medicine, just like a complete reliance on it. And then the second thing that I think is a problem when it comes to modern medicine is using it as a first line of defense instead of as a last line of defense. Again, that last line of defense of defense is there. Like it's a good thing to have, right? But instead of using it as a first line of defense, treating it as the last resort, right? Or in other words, not doing things to practice prevention and natural healing and then just using medicine as a safety net when, you know, breakdown begins to happen or when there's issues. Similarly, I think the problem or the primary problem when it comes to the holistic community is the complete dismissal of the benefits of modern medicine when there is a time and a place for it. That's just the reality. Or, you know, the shaming of someone for taking an Advil or whatever. It's like, okay, come on. You know, it's like, sure, don't necessarily rely on those things. But like, 
you can't like make an idol out of holistic living, just like you can't totally rely on the medical system either. Like it's the same problem, just different way of looking at it. You know, it's the same core issue, I think, in some ways. And I think I've had to kind of come to this place of like, the bottom line is there is room for both. You can be naturally minded. You can prioritize uh, working to heal your body holistically and still take a medication to support that process. You can be holistic and still honor and respect the fact that modern medicine has a place and it doesn't need to be demonized, even if there are problems with it and you can identify those problems with it, right? You can be pro-modern pro medicine without relying on it or using it as a first line of defense. Modern medicine or holistic living isn't going to be the God that saves you. And I think whatever camp you find yourself in or whichever extreme you might find yourself caught up in because you're just not as familiar with the other one or you haven't you know, had a lot of exposure to one or the other, or you have, you've had a bad experience maybe with a holistic doctor, maybe you've had a bad experience with a more modern medicine doctor or whatever, I think it can just be really easy to kind of get into these like extremes when in reality, it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think this is, is the healthiest mindset that I have found. And the conclusion that I've come to after a few years of really first blindly trusting the medical system without ever asking questions for myself. And then years of being, you know, nearly anti-modern medicine altogether as I got more into holistic living and uncovered some of the problems that can exist in the modern medicine world. But ultimately, I found that living in either extreme can be unhealthy and unhelpful. And instead of taking, you know, instead of taking all the bad and just like demonizing one against the other and pitting one against the other, taking the goods from both, prioritizing supporting the body naturally first, using that as your first line of defense, but knowing that there is a place for modern medicine and utilizing modern treatment when necessary as a last line of defense instead of as a first line of defense and as a supportive measure to what you're already doing, lifestyle and food and all of that wise, it really can be how, you know, I think this is how we can navigate these two seemingly opposite worldviews or approaches to health well and support our body well. So that's my hot take on it. It's taken me a while to get here. You know, I've lived in both camps at different times in my life, but I'm learning like it doesn't have to be this perfect balance, but there can be a blend. You can appreciate the goods from both, you know, learn how to support your body well. And when modern medicine is needed, like it doesn't have to be demonized or a shameful thing, but that's just my take. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this whole thing, because I do think it can be such a debate and it doesn't necessarily need to be. So all of that said, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Take a screenshot of this episode, throw it up on your Instagram story, tag me and tell me what your favorite takeaway was or tell me what your thoughts are. Do you agree? Do you have other thoughts? Do you disagree? I'd love to just hear what you think. So thanks for tuning into this episode. I feel like it's a little bit of a spicy topic, but hopefully you were able to stick with me and hear my heart in it. And um, yeah, hopefully it challenged your thinking as well. So I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.